Well, welcome back to another episode of Digital Discussions Unfiltered. By God, have I got a cracking conversation for you today. So in this episode, I am talking to the lovely Emma, who runs Bowtie, who has ultimately become a bit of a cult leader in the last 11-ish months, shall we say. And you know, just like every other small business owner, she's had her peaks and she's had her troughs. And I really wanted to get under the skin of some of the challenges that she's come up against. We recorded this on the 5th of November, so just under a week ago of this going live. And it was actually the year anniversary of her losing her first Instagram account. It got completely hacked and ripped away from her and so I feel like I might have prodded at some wounds but I really loved this conversation one because Emma is an absolute gem she's such a personality she's a great human being to talk to but also because she's so bloody honest about some of the struggles that she's had and I just wanted to kind of get that across in a sense in a way of kind of saying that you know sometimes you know shit does happen and as small business owners we have to be able to become firefighters I guess and keep putting out those fires left right and centre. Emma has quite literally become a raving success selling the most beautiful handmade sustainable fashion accessories like hair scrunchies, bow ties, pocket squares, you name it. And she is an absolute diamond on Instagram, including Instagram stories. And I was kind of prompted to invite Emma to be a guest because she had been mentioned in some of my previous guest episodes, probably about three or four times. So I feel like you kind of know you're doing something right when other business owners start talking about you, especially during their own kind of interviews. So on that note, I'm going to shut up. There may be a slight kind of problem with the sound. I can only apologise for that. It was recorded during the first day of the second round of lockdown here in the UK. And of course, we had some technical difficulties. So there may be a few bumps in the sound. But honest, the content of the conversation is gold. So I'm going to shut up. I hope you enjoy it. Let me know your thoughts either way and what you learn from this conversation. But without further ado, here is my conversation with the lovely Emma from Bowtie. Okay, hello, Miss Leader of the Cult Scrunchy Gang, (laughs) Emma. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. You all right, mate? I'm good, thank you. I honestly cannot tell you how excited I have been for this conversation because you have been mentioned multiple times on guest episodes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. As the, thank yeah, you the that's, that's, that's amazing. That was so like blase, like, yeah, me, yeah. <laughs> no biggie. Oh, yeah. My life. <laughs> <laughs> So at the beginning of every guest episode, I like to give my guests a bit of a challenge to 
tell anybody, heaven forbid, who has not heard of you, how, where have they been, um, <laughs> about, <laughs> about your life in 30 seconds or less. And if you go over the 30 seconds, all that I ask is that you make a really small donation to the charity Mind. Do you think you're up for the challenge? Yes. And just very quickly before the timer starts, is it about my business or is it literally about my life? About your life. We can talk about your business until the cows come home afterwards. Really want to just know about you. Actually, winging about me is a lot harder. How weird is that? Right, okay, see what happens. Just as a heads up to anybody listening to this, I did give Emma forewarning. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's my terrible. I'm just better at, like, because otherwise I over-prepare and then it's just because it sounds a bit like like a robot, so I'm like, it's better if I just... Totally get it. Totally (laughs) get it. But I do have a stopwatch. So, right. are you ready? I'm ready. Ready, steady, go. Okay, so I'm Emma. I'm Swindon, born and bred, Swindon in Wiltshire, southwest of England. <laughs> what the dog um, I've always been creative um, since I was, I think, when I was about five, I said I wanted to be a fashion designer and I stuck with it. I was always drawing like women in different clothes growing up. Um, I always grew up with cats and I've got my own cat, Snowy as you may well know. Um, yeah, I'm a born and bred creative. Um, I love beige food, as people also know. Um, my eating habits are questionable. Um, I love going to see live music, which I really, really miss at the moment. And, um, oh God, where else? Um, I have a pink Christmas tree, even though a couple of years ago, I absolutely hated the color pink and now I'm obsessed with it so much. I've gone a full 180. Um, and yeah, that was, oh, and I have a weird obsession with Ainsley Harriet. That's me summed up. <laughs> can we just, <laughs> can we just? I was trying just. not to do, not to mention anything in business. So I was like, right. I don't know if that was awful. I feel like now, now I'm like, should I have prepared? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be brutally honest. It was a minute and 12 seconds. However, that has got to be, in fact, to the point where I will absolutely go out. I will make that donation for you. That was the best intro ever. (laughs) No, I will. I will still definitely make the donation. Um, I'm. That was that down as a note. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. I don't think I've ever learned so quickly about somebody. I mean, I follow you on Instagram, so I knew quite a few of those things. (laughs) But for somebody that's never heard of you before, come across you or whatever, you are an absolute joy. Ah, that's my amazing. Yeah. What's, the, what's the deal with Ainsley Harriet? <laughs> so, so funny. Like people that are new to following me and then I suddenly pop up talking about them. They're like, can we just get like the lowdown here? <laughs> um, it literally came from lockdown. So my friend Ali, she just kept sending me videos at the very, very beginning um like there's one where he's cooking he just sings about rosemary and it's just I can't even explain it I'll I'll send you the video because you need to see it because it's really really funny and then we just kept going back and forth it became a thing we we keep sending each other gifts and presents with his face on and stuff like I've got a t-shirt with his face on I sent her a badge with his face on we both both our birthday cards for each other this year had his face on it's become like a bit amazing I was gonna say haven't you got like a life-size cardboard cutout of him I've got like it's a mini one 
I mean, oh, okay. I love a life size one, let's be honest. But <laughs> when I shared it and I tagged him, he reshared it in his stories. Yeah. No so to be honest, scrunchies aside, that's probably my best moment of 2020. <laughs> Claim to fame. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely love it. Um, I mean, so this is technically a business kind of marketing podcast, but, um, mm-hmm. and I did kind of task you into telling us who you are as a person without mentioning your business. So mm-hmm. anyone that doesn't know, what is your business, Emma? Okay, so my business is, so it's called Bowtie, um, and I'm a luxury accessories brand. Um, originally making, which I still make, but originally making men's accessories, so ties, bow ties, pocket squares for predominantly weddings. But obviously with everything that happened earlier this year, wedding season wasn't on. Um, so then I brought out a new project that was scrunchies and yeah, it kind of just escalated from there. Um, and I've also got a dog range as well, that I should mention. <laughs> got to keep the dogs smart with the bow ties. <laughs> obviously who doesn't like to see a dog without a bow tie who doesn't in this we need to we need all the like happiness and joy we can get this year I absolutely agree um so I guess my kind of my first question is I mean it's pretty you're right wed- the wedding season just didn't really happen did it this year it just kind no, of weddings mad. just cancelled madness that's that's pretty sucky so you are kind of the prime example of the famous word that we all love, pivoting. Pivot, yeah, that is the word. Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> so how, I mean, I think my first question is, I kind of want to go right back to the beginning because in your intro, you said, you know, you've always been interested in fashion mm. um, and you stuck with it and that's, you know, that's amazing. Why men's bow ties? Like why kind of wedding accessories and ties and bow ties? What, like what? kicked that off to begin with so I think it was when I was particularly at uni and I'd always look at um different like street style blogs trying to remember which one I think there's one called like style hunter and one called street style I can't remember I can't remember but um I was quite I was really into like like guys that would just dress up really like over the top just be like walking down the street like they'd be wearing like cravats and bow ties and stuff and um and then combining that obsession with just a general obsession in like fabrics and print it kind of just blended together and then it worked out that that became my business but the time I didn't think like I want to make men's bow ties it was actually there was a niche trend of women wearing bow ties so like Ellie Goulding wore one, wore one to like a wet, um, an award ceremony and it became a thing and I was like maybe I could tap into that market because I could embroider on them and bead on them like all the stuff I'd learned at uni all the skills I wanted to like put into something but then obviously wanted to start making them I then ended up branching out into the men's ones and then it went into the wedding industry which I didn't even think when I started it which is even weirder because I was working in a wedding dress shop when I started my business and I never made the link like it's, it's ridiculous that's so interesting because I was always I with brides that. I was never with the grooms I was always focused on the brides and their dresses and yeah. then really think about the men's the men's wear yeah so it's really I, weird that I think yeah, I think like I have a, a wedding client at the moment, so I help her out with their marketing. And mm. I think when you're actually in like amongst that, whether you're, you know, wedding dress shop or whatever, I just feel like weddings are predominantly all focused around the bride. Mm. So actually, it's quite nice that you've kind of gone, actually, no, I'm going to be the person that makes the thing for the groom. 
Yeah, yeah, because I remember once, I think I used it like as a quote for ages on my work. It was like a groom basically saying like, for once, a lot of the attention was on me because of the tie I was wearing and it outdid the wedding dress. I sort of was like, yay, but also like, oh, sorry, but also like, yay. I was kind of like, <laughs> I mean, I bet you're not the bride's favourite person, but. No, but it was a great compliment to my work. <laughs> Absolutely. You take that. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I feel like the biggest kind of part of our conversation is going to be my next question. Mm-hmm. In your kind of business journey, what have been your biggest challenges? And it is a pretty fully loaded question, but I just kind of feel like, especially with these kinds of episodes, I just want to kind of tell anybody that's listening about you, your story, kind of how you've got to where you've got, because you are, you know, I joked at the beginning, you're known as a, a scrunchy cult leader, but it's absolutely <laughs> like it's so true you've literally created a cult under a year just a casual cult mate no no biggie (laughs) (laughs) how like what how how do you do that and like what you know I think from kind of the outside looking in it might look all like sunshine and rainbows and you know everybody just kind of sees these beautiful scrunchies that you know if I buy that it's made and it's lovely and we get to know you yeah but I can only imagine you have some of your kind of your own kind of personal businessy challenges as well. Oh my God, yeah, always like throughout the entire journey. I always, yeah, always learn the hard way. Um, like I've learned to change the way I make products even before scrunchies from having a customer message me and be like, this fell apart. And then I had to relearn how to make something. Like it's always been that way. It's not been like, I've just never had it perfected. But then, like, it's, it's fine because it's all about, like, how you deal with that situation. That customer's always been fine because you re- reply, you're honest, you're like, sorry, I've obviously messed up here. And I think mindset as well and self-motivation is just a massive part of it. Yeah, massively. When I first started, in fact, when I first started my business, I didn't even have Instagram for the first, like, five months, which is, feels mad now. Um, can you imagine not having Instagram right now? Can you right even now? imagine? <laughs> insane like I there was there wasn't even business coaches really around because this was like eight years ago it was so different there wasn't I didn't have a community like I do now pretty much all my friends were weren't self-employed so it's just yeah it's completely winging it really but yeah mindset definitely massive it was a huge thing like I have my morning routine now it's like a ritual and if I don't do that in the morning I notice throughout the day that I'm not like on point at all um like just stupid things like if I just don't get my phone out in the morning and just have a have a moment to just be like right what am I going to do today what's the plan for today write it down um do a little workout which I don't do all the time at all I'm not that novice <laughs> like don't be like downbeaten if you don't do a morning workout because I go through very much like phases and it's a seven minute workout <laughs> like it's nothing like but it's like a seven minute intense workout and I honestly like, I begrudge doing it but as soon as I've done it I feel so much better and I do it just for my mind like, yeah just 100% so much more like yeah I feel like I've gone off on a tangent now <laughs> no like absolutely not I love it because I think you know I think when we have kind of our own kind of small businesses it can very much become really like encompassing is that the right word like it just takes yeah. over your life doesn't it oh so unless God, you kind completely. of unless you make an effort to 
kind of have a morning routine or you know there's so much in there that you've just mentioned about the fact that you know you've created a morning routine that works for you and like Mm -hmm. I think especially like now with lockdown and everything oh my gosh it feels like some people are very much like this should be your morning routine and I'm like no your morning routine should be whatever the hell you want it to be yeah completely like it's fine if people have a guide but take from that what works for you don't follow it like step by step because it's not then it's not authentic in yourself like you just do you do you basically you do you boo do you boo yeah (laughs) honestly last night I slept for the first time ever I put my phone in I left my phone in my office to charge and I bought a an old school alarm clock and cannot even tell you the difference it made and it's only been one night yeah that's what I need to do I need to get one of those alarm clocks in the ones that are like absolute little assholes if I guess or not and they roll yeah. off the table and they roll around the room so you've got to get up and go catch it that because once I'm up like I'm up it's just the getting up yeah yeah I'm with you on that I'm, I'm like, saying it's I'm literally like, it's one of them old school ones where it's got like the metal thing in the middle and it like bounces and makes the worst noise ever and I'm like oh my god will you please be quiet I'm probably yeah. gonna break it all before it actually works you know, get the old school ones that like properly like ring you know they, like you see in cartoons and you have to like hit it yeah with it's hand. that <laughs> oh right oh my god amazing it makes I like such a racket it's horrific but it works so I'm, I'm gonna try and stick with it without breaking it against the wall and in terms of kind of I mean I love that you've kind of said that you've learned kind of how to change the way you make things because of customer feedback and all that kind of stuff I think mm-hmm. it's really important because, you know I think I probably had a misconception that knowing that you went and did fashion at uni mm. it's almost like I would kind of assume that you would know the best way to make things. And Mm -hmm. so actually hearing you kind of say, well, actually, no, I've changed the way I've done things because of real life situations. That's really, I think that's really important, actually. Yeah. Or so many of my products have evolved because of um, an unhappy customer. And I'm quite happy to like say that because I think that would bring hopefully some kind of comfort to other people that may look at me and think that I've got my shit together and everything like works out it's like no I've literally always learned the hard way but then you if you learn that way then you'll never make that mistake again like it's the best way not the best way to learn because it's obviously not ideal but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it really like yeah that's how I learn my lessons yeah every time yeah because I think just as human beings like I think we're all like that regardless of whether yeah. we've got our own businesses or not like if we oh, learn yeah. a lesson a hard way we're never going to make the same mistake twice are we no hopefully not but life. Well, <laughs> hopefully not anyway <laughs> and in terms of kind of any other challenges I didn't really want to raise this but I kind of feel like I have to purely because I know some people that listen to this so about a year ago something happened to your business didn't it yeah mate it was um a year ago today that um yeah so it's not a year ago today. yeah so a year ago today I restarted my Instagram so it was about three days before that when I lost it um so what what happened what what was the what's the story behind that (laughs) honestly like when I try and talk about it I feel like I've like I'm so traumatized so dramatic oh I don't want to open any ins and outs of it (laughs) Should I go? No, it's fine. Um, I literally just woke up and I 
naturally one of the first things I do especially on a Saturday morning when I'm not doing my normal like rules I've not been on my phone the first thing I'm gonna do is like straight on Instagram it's a weekend mate I'm gonna <laughs> straight on Instagram and it was just like it wouldn't it wouldn't let me in and I was like and then I went I looked from my other my dog one and it, when I looked at mine it just said no posts and no followers and following no one and I could see see my little my little thing <laughs> there and my bio was still there and I was like my heart was like beating out of my face like <laughs> this is horrible um and then I saw an email and it said, oh, here's your code to get into your Facebook. And obviously Facebook and Instagram are linked. And my Facebook also got hacked, so I lost all of that. So somehow, and at the time, I think I had the same password for PayPal as I did for Instagram and Facebook. Don't do that, guys. So obviously I must have bought something dodgy and somehow it all, that's how, I, that's how I'm thinking it unfolded. I don't think I'll ever know, but I'm guessing it's to do with that. So yeah, it was quite intense. And that evening I was going to a Halloween party and I was such a moody grumpy horrible person for the first like three hours of that party because I was just like I've lost my Instagram <laughs> I don't want to be here <laughs> like get some perspective it's such a first world problem isn't it but it at is. the same time any, it's yeah, so important to you yeah for anyone that like uses Instagram for business they can relate to that and I totally understand people that don't would just be like that's so trivial but yeah for me it was like it's- seven years of my whole business history scrolling through gone like I've lost like obviously loads of customer photos and all of that but I remember so then I spoke to my coach Holly um over the weekend she has this thing with our coaching it's like an SOS call when things like go to shit and I was like I need my SOS call and I need it now <laughs> so we had like a 20 minute call um and I was just like you know I've just got to start it again I picked Tuesday so I have it on a Saturday and I picked Tuesday to just be like that's the day I'm gonna start again I was like, I'm just going to go in. I'm going to put five posts up to show an example of everything I do. I'm just going to start again. I'm going to have a full positive attitude. And I, I quoted myself. In my, so I put up a post today about it. And I quoted myself <laughs> like a loser that said, um, oh, my God, what did it say? I'll be proof that you can come back from something like this. And here I am. Yeah. Later. Yeah. So how many... How I don't I don't want to stab at open wounds. I'm really sorry. How many um how many Instagram followers did you have for your account that was active for seven years? Well, so this is it. So my last account, I had only had about two thousand three hundred on it. Um, Wow. And I think that's because I just feel like businesses and Instagram, everything's just taken off in the last year. Like I feel like everyone's just really like soared. So like now I've got 6,600, which is in a year, which is mental compared to 2,300 in, yeah, seven years. Um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of hindsight, now it's the best thing that's happened, but. I was going to say, so I think, you know, in terms of kind of thinking bigger picture, do mm. you, and although it kind of feels a bit like a wound and, you know, you did lose, I'm. I'm quite a sentimental person and I think yeah. from your comment of I've just lost seven years worth of <laughs> customer photos and that's really heartbreaking I completely empathize with that yeah but do you think it was kind of a good thing now a year on looking back yeah definitely because where I had that Instagram and I started so long ago I had so I have so many like stale followers that would have been like just not might even have deleted their Instagram by now or not engaging. It was like a fresh opportunity. And then because so many, because I'd built up a community before I lost it for about the last sort of five months. So I, so I did a course, I'm going on a tangent again, with um, 
Inga Hunter. She did like she does like an Instagram course. I did a four month thing with her where you just post every single day for four months solid, and that really built up the community around me, and that really like showed up. It, it basically losing my Instagram proved not proved to me showed me how much community I had. I hadn't realised how loyal a community I built up basically. Um, because so like, nice. everyone was like sharing, everyone was shouting me out, and then obviously brought in such a flood of followers, which is why it, I should imagine that's why it like escalated. And I think along with bringing out the scrunchies. Yeah. Yeah, like all of it combined. And just with everything, like, especially like, during lockdown, loads of people support small business and shopping small. And yeah, so so Amazing. many factors. Yeah. And oh and my God, like so grateful. It's, it's just mad. It's so good though. You've honestly done so well. Because I only think I only heard of you at the beginning of the year. So oh. I wasn't mm-hmm. a pre-existing follower. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just been so nice just watching you kind of literally build an, I was going to say an empire, but build a cult. Like, it's not a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. It is mad. I have to take and a step back sometimes and be like, this is crazy. Good crazy, though. Oh, always good crazy. Always good. Yeah. And in terms of, I mean, I absolutely love that you just use the word community because I think some people fall into the trap of thinking of, likes as as likes not as real life people how yeah. would you say that you have built a community based on I mean I follow you on Instagram but for anybody that's listening that maybe doesn't how do you how have you kind of approached building a community rather than followers and likes and customers I guess what well, so it's more about like so I always use this quote and I'll continue to use it it's um a dialogue, not a monologue. I literally say it all the time, but it's so true. Like you shouldn't go on there and just post and expect everyone to come flooding in, comment, ignore, don't ignore comments. If people comment, like obviously comment back, like they've taken the time, like build a conversation. Like I just love, like I, when I log in in the mornings, I say log in, I've, I've always logged in. I just go into the app. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's for me, it's like going into work and seeing my colleagues. So I go into the DMs and chat to like, mm. There are a lot of people like there's probably about I don't know maybe maybe say ten that I talk to like on the regular and then a few that I talk to like more regular like, weekly and it does feel like catching up with colleagues those people are going look at their stories and see what they're up to in the morning and be like oh so and so's doing this like it just feels like for me like a work environment because when you're self-employed and you work for yourself especially if you live alone as well it really like it's just ha- like having work colleagues that you wouldn't that you wouldn't normally have. It kind of working on your own can feel quite isolating and lonely, oh, yeah, can't it? Yeah, definitely. And would so you say, I think you, you mentioned it briefly at the beginning, would you say that you've had a bit of kind of trouble in terms of, because I feel like you mentioning that kind of Instagram is a bit like having colleagues. Mm. Would you say there was kind of, not necessarily trouble, trouble is the wrong word, but I actually can't think of another word, with in terms of kind of your other friends, like if they're not, because one of the things I've found is that it's really easy for me to talk about work and it's easy for me to kind of have a moan and blow off steam and send in invoices and all of this kind of stuff. But my yeah. friends and my family just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, and I think also like... um but that's fine like they get it like they are all supportive but they don't like to like I've got one friend who logs into Instagram once a week and I'm like it blows my mind 
I'm like, yeah that's like not her life she works a like nine to five and doesn't she's not self-employed she doesn't use it she's not necessarily a creative person so yeah sometimes I do find it hard to find the balance between my friends that don't do that and friends that do um but then recently one of my like best mates has just started a business so she's now into the like she gets showing up and t- she started talking on stories and everything she gets like what she used to mock me for she now does and I'm like I love this <laughs> welcome to my world that's so good yeah and I just I'm think just, like, like eight years behind <laughs> yeah I know I just think I'm I am very lucky like my friends and family that aren't part of that always like cheer me on and are really like excited for me and always checking in but yeah it can be really like a tough balance for sure definitely because it's like people that don't understand it won't understand like if someone find myself talking about Instagram a bit too much around people that aren't part of that and I'll be like rain it in <laughs> bring it back yeah that makes <laughs> sense I totally get that I think when like if somebody <laughs> when I'm around family situations and someone say oh how do I do this on Facebook and it might just be something totally like normal like everything kind of Joe blogs and someone will go well Lorna and I had to do that she works in marketing and I'm like yeah I don't think you know what I do (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's how it works so in terms of again you know we've said that you've kind of created a bit of a cult what (laughs) what kind of marketing you know you've had to pivot your business it made sense it was probably more I would assume not that I should ever assume it was probably more through kind of staying alive and survival <laughs> than wanting to like was there yeah. did you did you always want to to make scrunchies or was it a case then, of holy crap the world's gone to the crap and so <laughs> I need to I still need to eat I still need to feed snowy yeah what do I yeah do? so I remember specifically when I started my coaching course with Holly which was like September 2019 so a fair few months before everything went mental and I said to her like things that I struggled with with my Instagram and showing up was that I made products for men but obviously I am a woman and I, I would always struggle with like do I make it a bit more masculine to appeal to men but then that's really hard for me to be <clears throat> like completely naturally myself if I'm trying to like attract that yeah. kind of client, not client customer. But then I did sort of eventually I got to the point where I was like, actually, predominantly, again, for scrunchies, my customer was generally prized to be all women shopping for men. And I kind of just was like, actually, no, I really found my feet here. I can still keep it feminine. I'm not worried about if I if my account detracts men because generally it's women buying for men anyway. But I just always said to her, I really like at some point I want to bring out a product for women because I've got such a strong community of women on my Instagram that don't necessarily want to buy a tie or bow tie. They might not have a boyfriend they want to buy for a partner or wedding. And they're higher priced as well. So they might just want something a bit gifty. It's a bit lower priced. Obviously, there were the dog products, but they might not have a dog or have any interest in that either. So I think the whole everything that happened, I just took it as an opportunity. I was like, right, well, now I have to launch something that's gonna be for that market that I already had which, which is why I think it went so crazy because there was such a like loyal following that as soon as I brought out something that they could buy and it's at their price point they just went nuts <laughs> yeah and they were absolutely yeah batshit <laughs> absolutely crazy they do every yeah. single time you launch a new collection yeah it's um <laughs> yeah it's mad and in terms of kind of behind the scenes of your business where do you 
you know, what what would you say is kind of your USP? Why would I buy one of your scrunchies over? I was, do you know what I was about to say? Rather than going to Claire's accessories, but then I realised I'm not twelve anymore. <laughs> rather than <laughs> rather than buying a scrunchie from, I don't. I actually, honest to God, I don't know the last time I bought a scrunchie. So anywhere you would buy scrunchies, why would somebody buy from you? Apart from the fact that you're an absolute boss, obviously. <laughs> so I think like my main focus, particularly my business, is to use predominantly reclaimed and vintage fabrics or like X stock. So when I launched the range, obviously it was like full lockdown. I couldn't access any shops. So I had to use what I had, but I've got plenty of fabric. So that was fine. But I think as well, like a lot of people that follow me know that I love a charity shop. And so like that's where I get a lot of my fabric. So that kind of links with that. Um, so yeah, of course, of course, there's like the sustainability aspect to it and eco business. And I think that just combined with the fact that people enjoy following me and want to support me. It's all of that merged into one. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. love that. Because I think that is, for me, that is one of your key selling points is that, you know, you you're often put on your Instagram stories that you found something amazing at a charity shop and I just I absolutely love that and it also kind of gives a sense of kind of exclusivity to the customer I guess because there's only so many scrunchies you can make out of a shirt right yeah exactly like so a lot of the stuff I make will always be limited quantity which I think is also an appeal because it's like once you've got it you know and if you have it it's a bit like makes it a bit more like I want to say precious but then I don't know that's that's not the right word bit more special special is probably better than precious yeah i mean we can stay with precious yeah and okay so in terms of anybody that's listening to this that might be thinking yeah lorna you're absolutely right she's an absolute boss what kind of tips or advice would you give to somebody else that i mean i hope they're not starting a scrunchy business (laughs) because We don't want competition here, guys and girls. But in terms of uh, somebody that's kind of starting out, what kind of, let's say, top three tips that, you know, maybe you've learned over the years, over your eight years of business. I can't, I feel like you're not old enough to have an eight-year-old business. (laughs) What top three tips would you give somebody starting out? So I would definitely say, again, I always say this, but done is better than perfect. Like yes. if you just spend ages and loads of money on all your branding and marketing before you even put anything out to the world, that's just, no, just generally, if, obviously if you've got the privilege of money and time, then fine. But generally it's better just to get it out there and see what people think and you will learn from people's feedback. That's also, again, very important. Like when I first started, my logo was absolutely shit. It was a photo of a hair bow thing and I'd edit it on a horrible horrible app mixed with a bit of a filter and I used that for about four years I think so and it didn't hinder you in any way did it no not at all and my thank you notes were just a piece of like brown like cardboard colour paper and I just scribbled down a thank you on that whereas now I've I've only just recently got them done in like the last maybe two years proper thank you notes another thing is definitely find your people in your community because having that support around you and you never know what opportunities can come from that as well um and also like patience like because you don't know even like, for example like when you're posting on Instagram you might have a post that really flops and you feel a bit like Meh. 
but it's all it's all kind of an overall like there might be a few people that have seen that post and they've saved it in their mind they're like oh I can't wait to buy from them that like, might there's like the customer journey they might not buy from you for a few months but when they do they might become their most loyal customer and shout you out like you basically you don't know what's ahead of you so patience and perseverance are patience perseverance and positivity my three p words that I always keep with me yeah another piece of advice love that and I think kind of your point number two and point number three kind of merge into the sense of like I always say you never know who's watching mm. like you, you really don't keep people don't always that. tell you yeah yeah exactly because it might not just be a customer it could be I mean I don't know what your plans for the future are maybe we'll cover that could be the next question but <laughs> maybe like some big corporate CEO wholesaler person is like yes, yes. I need that person you just don't know, don't know yeah you, you might get you never know some massive account on Instagram might be about to shout you out things are going to go crazy like you you literally have no idea which is both terrifying and exciting at the same time 100 percent. yeah um in terms of marketing how do you currently market your like what has been the most successful obviously we've talked a lot about instagram you are quite big on instagram absolutely live for your story on the daily (laughs) good (laughs) is there any other you know do you use any other forms of marketing or have you kind of built majority on instagram for the scrunchies it's been 100% instagram but obviously one I should learn from the fact that I lost my last one I shouldn't rely on that but before that it was massively Pinterest so there's such a especially with Etsy where I sell there's such a huge link between Etsy and Pinterest and I used to get all like my men's orders from there massively especially in the first few years and I wasn't really like when, I was, when Instagram was so new I was getting to grips with it so that's always been I've sort of fallen off the wagon with that only because there's only so many outlets I can like focus my little head on but yeah, um I really want to sort of get my email mailing list up and running again as well. That's the, like one of the plans for the new year, the many plans. But yeah, so I guess that leads on to my next question. Well, what does my the future thing. look like? <laughs> get your crystal um, ball out. Have <laughs> a little look. I like the idea of like long, long, long term it being like um, a lifestyle brand. I don't know if that's the right word even, but. So it'd be like, I've got my men's stuff, I've got the pets, I've got stuff for girls, women, um, and eventually maybe something for home and something for kids, and it just be becoming a whole thing. Love that. Yeah, that's just like Bloody a general. Yeah, I, I've not put a time frame on it. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but and I never thought I wanted that. But actually now I'm like, oh, I kind of like the idea of it. <laughs> actually, maybe I do yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> love that so much well I'm just I'm really conscious of time so I think you've answered all of my questions and more so thank you so much for your time Emma very welcome but anybody that wants to find out more about you follow you on Instagram find your website join the cult this (laughs) is your opportunity to literally scream and shout about your business tell everybody what you do who you are where you can find you all of that kind of stuff go okay so if you want if you want yourselves a little scrunchie i've got my um christmas ones coming out soon and the best place to find me is always instagram i'm con- even my friends when they try and whatsapp me they end up just going to instagram dms to find me 
them there because I can't do both. So it's, uh, I have to spell it, I guess, Bowtie UK underscore, but it's B E A U T I E UK underscore. <laughs> that's where you can find me on Instagram. Hopefully that is clear enough. And then that's yeah, and then the link to Etsy. It's easier to find it there than to read out the whole HTTP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> click the link in the bio, people. Link yeah, in bio. click the link in bio, guys. Yeah, definitely. And if anybody wants um, something beautiful for their dogs, is there a separate oh, account? Or Yes, and it's Dog and Bow. So that's B-E-A-U. So I had That's the name so of it. Yeah, I had the name for about a year before it even launched because I was like, so I'm in an iron about it. And then I was like, I've got to do it because the name is really like quite good. I was like, what's going to happen? Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you so, so much for your time, Emma. I really You're appreciate welcome. it. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been amazing. I know that so many people are going to get so much from your story and finding out that, you know, sometimes shit happens. And Oh, yeah, always. You know, bounce back stronger always yeah 100 percent. cool thank you so much for your time and i'll speak to you really really soon you're welcome thanks bye, bye. <laughs>